day three of yoga teacher training and funnily I know how in the beginning I talked about how we identify ourselves or well we set ourselves up for like these identities or like brands and just make sense of the work that we do and Today's learning at Yoga Philosophy was the topic of Brahman, Brahma, and the Three Gunas, where we get into the Vedanta philosophy, and it's really like barely the touching the surface of understanding the whole structure of the cosmic world. Don't even get me started on the world, this word cosmic, because I never understood it. When I think of cosmic, I think about like, I don't know, a colorful sky, like rainbows, stardust, something psychedelic, almost like that feeling of being on acid. But I know it's beyond, and I know there's a greater meaning to it. And I think today was important because I finally understand the meaning of Brahman, which is essentially the infinite, uncaused, eternal supreme reality of Vedanta philosophy and it basically goes beyond all qualities or attributes and it is beyond subject and object and it's basically about being the source of being intelligence and the ultimate bliss and It's interrelated with this concept that I've heard of before, probably in a wood, called Maya, where Maya is projected in this cosmic dharma. And the word Maya basically means illusion. And it basically upholds the dharma. And dharma means creation. And Brahman remains unaffected by anything that is projected by our illusions. And so if I were to like think about it in layman terms, I think the concept of Brahman is basically beyond our intellect and we're not able to process this because, well, it's just not digestible within the human mind. And so there's this quote on this book that says, To define is to confine, as Brahman is the absolute, what could there be to confine it? And that's really crazy because it implies that the universe is unreal to a certain extent. And it talks about how the infinite and the self is one, which means we and this ultimate infinite is one and the representation of brahman basically states that only that is real that does not change nor cease to exist and it in other words talks about the complete unreality of the universe and all things within it now i'm sitting there going like hold up hold up hold up I mean, I live on a dimension where we talk so much about the universe. We talk so much about what it gives us and what we hope for it. And 
it seems like within Hinduism there is something greater than that that we have zero understanding or relation to it and I guess the reason why I brought up the concept of identity is basically how we're all limited by this thing called maya which is the illusions and I never knew that it was related to to yoga and so basically the reason why yoga exists is to sort of like allow us to understand the three gunas Gunas means qualities, and these three qualities basically is sattva, rajas, and tamas. And it basically is an extension that feeds this illusion that we create in our minds. And it is what binds us to this world, and in a Hinduism term, this illusionary world. And so... Without the existence of these qualities or gunas, maya doesn't exist, which means the illusions are not there. But because we're so dependent of these qualities, we are constantly allowing the presence of these illusions, which then, you know, makes me wonder how it dictates our physical, mental and emotional needs. If I were to explain, like, simply, basically, sattva is what manifests as purity and knowledge. And the rajas is seen, seen as day and light and hope, which manifests as activity and motion. And the third, tamas, which represents night and the mild darkness that we have in us. And it manifests as inertia and laziness and this is the three qualities of nature that always coexist and it is within us that's a lot of shit to digest in one day and i think i now understand i mean the thing is like i've always understood the concept of our subtle truths thanks to my experience with vipassana as a form of meditation. I think meditation is a way of you coming to realize these gunas or qualities that we define ourselves as. And the mind is programmed to constantly identify with these qualities. And so it almost feels like we're in this cycle where depending where our purpose is that we're in a loophole of illusions you see if I were to like adopt this thinking I don't think I can ever go back to work or back to the life that I have been working for or to my family and friends or to bear any responsibility in this world because it wouldn't matter. None of this would matter. If you're telling me that like the ultimate 
explanation to our existence is infinite and it is basically unreality, which I don't even know how to imagine unreality, then then I really feel like a speck of nothing in this entire universe. But of course, this is all perspective. I'm not saying that I'm going to, you know, allow this knowledge to drive me crazy. But then today the teacher was talking about something that was really interesting, which basically, you know, which basically um, talked about like, the reason why humans can't be like totally, totally free is because this totality of freedom comes with a cause. And the cause of total freedom is that one might feel lost, one might lose direction, there might be chaos, and there might be a lot of inner conflict. Can you, I mean, just imagine yourself if you were 101% absolutely free, tomorrow you wake up, you have no responsibilities, no family, no friends, no one to answer to. Like You can do anything you want in this world with no limits, no boundaries, and money is not even an issue, like zero. You can achieve and do anything that you want. You can go anywhere you want. What would that feel like and what would you do? And how would it feel within it almost feels like our existence need these qualities in order to make sense of our day-to-day the problem is it becomes overpopulated and we adopt way too much more than is required and that is when we lose balance and so this imbalance is where yoga comes in to show the way. It's so fascinating to see how like this ancient teaching, I mean, how freaking smart are these people and where did this knowledge even came from in order for us to have support or tools or techniques to go deeper into our subtle truths, into our inner world into realizing our patterns and understanding our habits, but not even from the surface of the mind because mind has various levels. And so today I found out that yoga goes beyond asanas, meaning when you do your postures, you're actually dealing with the conscious, the subconscious and the unconscious. And these three aspects is actually represented in your body parts. If I were to on the top of my head remember what it was, basically the conscious are your ears and is what you listen to. Instructions, sound, it's all matter. The subconscious represents your shoulders. The shoulders to how it gets imbalanced, the left side is lower, the right side is lower, or in certain asanas, one side goes more forward than the other. And the unconscious, which is, we don't even realize it, is in our hips. Which is why the greater goal of all these movements and stillness is for us to bring total awareness into a part of our body that 
we're not even aware of and yet it supports our entire physical being the hips, the lower spine, the back with that I, 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 I'm not going to overthink even though I am already I think the Vedanta philosophy is not for just anyone because you can't imagine how one would react knowing such a thing about life and humanity. If we don't know how to manage this knowledge, it almost seems like our world will come crashing down because it is beyond what we were ever thought to believe in and what we ever knew of ourselves. That being said, it's only, it's barely even week one and my brain feels like marshmallow. Today I had to take a nap after the morning Ashtanga series because I am worked up. I, I feel overwhelmed and I, I know it's going to get better because this is the week of adjustment. And I would say today is finally the first time that, okay, no, I lie. I still know a little bit of what's going on in the working world, at least with my team. And I'm trying to cut off. But I think today's achievement was that throughout the entire day, I refrained from social media and emails and only left it till now, I would say, or at least only answered to WhatsApp messages. I have an inkling feeling that next week I might try to fully switch off my phone. This was a desire that arised today and let's see, let's see how far this experience will take me.